FM and HD1 Chandler Phoenix. You're starting the day with Gunner and Cheyenne. Powered by NoBullRam.com. Now, please pause while we salute America. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare And the bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still there No Jose does that star-spangled Banner yet wave the land of the free And the home of the brave Camel Country 107.9 This is Gunner and Cheyenne that was Scotty McCrary with the National Anthem this morning. Welcome to Wednesday, Hump Day, September 28th, 2022. Uh, Hurricane Ian heading straight for Florida. That should be hitting uh, today. That's kind of oh been uh, big news. Uh, Hurricane Ian, hurricane season down there in Florida. Actually, all over. Like, it was hurricane season when we were in Hawaii. Yeah, Alani it was. Last week. Luckily, nothing happened, you know, down there in the Pacific, and we didn't have to deal with any of that. But a lot of people in Florida having to deal with Hurricane Ian, which is going to hit uh, a little bit later on this morning, this afternoon. They are saying it is the storm of a lifetime. I saw that. I saw um, a really, not that it's cool, but a really cool satellite picture of the eye of the storm. <laughs> and yeah. the way that it just funnels, like it, it's insanely, it cool. lo- it's insane looking. Yeah, no, it looks cool. I yeah. mean, it's, it sucks, you know, that it's going to be hitting, you know, America and yeah. hitting land. And 2.5 million people have been told to evacuate. That's crazy. Residents have been urged to fill tubs with water and charge their devices. Disney World and Universal are closed today and tomorrow, maybe more. As they should be. The storm surge, looking at upwards of almost 12 feet uh, in some areas. So those homes that are on the coast, when the storm surge, that means the water raises 12 feet. And yeah. they were showing some videos this morning on the, uh, the national news of what it would look like having a house on the coast and having that storm surge where the water... Which kind of, you know, maybe will be like 20 feet off their porch. But when you get a 12-foot storm surge, it's uh-huh. coming up into your house. Yeah. So there's a lot of people on the uh, that, that live on those beaches that are going to have to deal with that. Um, and I'm, I'm watching all that. And I'm like, man, I, it's just like living in Hurricane Al- or uh, Tornado Alley. Yes, it is. You That's know, exactly what it's you like. You know that it's possible. Uh-huh. You know, so I kind of feel bad, but... You also live there and know to expect it. Right. You know? Like, you you could move and not deal with it. So, of all places in the country, uh-huh. with the natural disasters, 
living right here in the valley is the best, right? Yes, I we only agree. deal with like extreme heat and maybe a monsoon every now and yes. then, right? Or a haboob and you know and all that. Because I mean, up in the northwest, they've got earthquakes. Uh, there's tornadoes, tornado alley, hurricanes. And blizzards and deep freezes up north. I mean, yeah. where, where where else would you want to live? I mean, nowhere, to be completely honest. And I know that monsoons can bring really bad flooding, but when you look at it and you put it yeah. next to the other the natural disasters, it's not that bad. Not that bad, but uh, thoughts and uh, prayers to yeah. those uh, down there in Florida. Hopefully they don't get too... Um, Pounded too hard. Yeah, 100%. Uh, coming up here in about an hour, your first opportunity to get the family down to Disney's Alani. So with this Disney giveaway that we've got going on, we've been doing Disney trivia at 6 o'clock. So here you go. What was the first Pixar movie? Ooh. What was the first Pixar movie? Disney owns Pixar. I don't know. Did they own them like from the get-go? Or I don't know. they buy know. them later? I'm not sure. Hmm. What was the very first Pixar movie? If you think you know it, you can text us at 22108. Uh, we'll give you six minutes to think about it here. We'll get you the correct answer to the trivia question coming up on Camel Country. Here. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, how knowledgeable about Disney are you? Our Disney trivia question. We do it every weekday morning at 6. Uh, and it is Disney related uh, with the trivia questions at six and then the dad joke at 750, all because we're giving away a trip to Disney's Alani in Hawaii uh, every weekday. 708, 808, and 908, you're shot to get into win. So, Disney trivia, what was the first Pixar movie? I don't know. I'm not good with Pixar. Pixar is not my uh, area of knowledge. Okay. You're more of the uh, classic Disney. Yeah. Uh, some of the incorrect guesses coming in at 22108. Uh, text at the 623 Wally. That is incorrect. Yeah, I feel like that was much like long after. Yeah. Uh, text from 805 Snow White. No, that's that Disney. Is Disney. Uh, text the 480 A Bug's Life. Ooh. Not correct. But I feel like that's a good guess. Yeah, I mean, Disney used to have a Bug's Life land. Yeah. It's already gone. I know. <laughs> it's been there for years and years and finally gone and turned into, what is it, like, uh, what's the name of that land now? Uh, it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. uh, the Avengers land. Avengers, yeah. yeah. Uh, cars, text the 480 there, Cars. No, that was much after that. Yeah. I, I even don't, I don't know. What was it? There's a snake in my boot. That's a pic. Oh, I guess that is a Pixar movie. Toy Story. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the original Toy Story. I don't don't know for that. I just, it just, I don't know. I thought it was Disney, but it is in Pix. It is in California Land. Uh, California Adventure. I'll I'll give you the question and forget about your first answer if you can give me the year that it came out. Oh, I have no idea. 1995. I was going to say 94. But, okay. You're cl- yeah, if you were going to say that, you would have yeah, been close. I would have been close. Yeah, All right, Disney Trivia. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 6 here on Campbell Country. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Campbell Country 107.9. Unqualified advice for life-changing situations. Hey, you get what you pay for. This is Gunner and Cheyenne's Big Decision. Not every weekday morning at about this time, or not every weekday morning, I'm sorry, every Wednesday morning at about this time, we do the big decision. If you have a big decision that you are wrestling with, 
that you would just like our two cents on, you can message us at Gutter and Cheyenne on Instagram. And that's all it is. It's our two cents. It is. It's not, we're not educated. It's, we don't do any extra well, research. Kinda, well, we have street smarts. Yeah. We have some common sense sometimes. Cheyenne's a single mom. I mean, she's got a bit. I mean, we've yeah. been around it, right? So, I mean, all we can offer is our two cents. And uh, here we got a message here. Uh, dear Gutter and Cheyenne, I am leaving my current job for a better one next Wednesday. HR knows this and my coworkers know. My boss has been out of the country for the past month and we will be meeting on Monday. He is going to ask me why I'm leaving. I don't know if I should be truthful and tell him that I'm leaving because of him and burning the bridges that we've got or make nicey nice and lie and say it's just time for me to move on. So what should I do? Ew. All right. So that's the big decision that this particular person is wrestling with right now who wanted to remain anonymous. Leave it a current job because the boss sucks. It's all because of the boss as to why this person is leaving. So when the boss sits down with her or him or whatever and says, hey, why are you leaving? Is there anything we can do to kind of keep you around? What does this person do? Does, does he or she lie? Or does she, he or she just say, hey, you know what? There's just a better opportunity. I loved it here. You've been an amazing boss. I appreciate everything you've done for me. And kind of kind of leave without burning any bridges. Oh. As much as I'm a confrontational person, and I do, like I speak my mind, I'm very open and honest about it. Honestly, I would lie because would you really? I would because I feel like this is something he's going to ask in the beginning of the lunch. And then you risk having a very uncomfortable next hour, hour and a half trying to explain to this boss what it was that they did. That made them so terrible, and that's just uncomfortable. Well, let's say it's not a lunch, because it doesn't say lunch, right? So I'm meeting with my boss. Let's say uh, the boss is back in Uh his office, doors open. Uh, We've got a meeting at 10 a.m. Come on in when you're ready, you know? And then you sit down, because then if it's brought up right Uh away, you could say it and then just leave. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I. I, I don't know. Authority sometimes like gets to me and I I tend to back down to some forms of authority. So I think that that would bother me. Also, if it's just me and that one person in the room, I would feel very uncomfortable because they do have the power. Yeah. Okay. Let me put it this way. Kay. Let's say you're going to a job that pays you twice as much as what you're getting. You tell on the, tell on the boss. I would just say it's, it's a better opportunity. See, I almost feel like I, I would say what was wrong. I think I would. That way you could talk it out. I would openly tell him that, you know what? You're not really providing the best work environment. I don't I, believe that. I would. Second. I totally would. You're the least I'm, confrontational I know, person. I know. But how does a person or a workplace know to improve if nobody says anything? You're, you're not wrong when you say that statement. And, and, and given if I was in the actual position and the boss is staring me in the eye, I may tuck my tail and go. Right? I, <laughs> But in my head, because my, you would be the big macho man would, and my, say something. My wife, uh, she works like uh, HR and accounting, so they they hire people, right? Uh-huh. So they had an employee that they, um, you know, wasn't wasn't doing all that great, right? Right. And so when she got another job, they were happy that she left, but the job called her for a reference, uh-huh. right? And instead of being honest and listing off all the problems that this employee was giving them, she gave them a raving review because they're happy to see her go. <laughs> So that employee is not going to know what to fix at her next employer, like be it gossip or this or that or just her work ethic or something else. Uh-huh. They lied to her 
lied to her new employer just to get her out the door. Right. So when it comes to the boss, if the boss is not providing the best work environment, why don't you let him know that instead of just lying and leaving? If I felt that it was that big of a deal, maybe send an email after you've left and say, you know what, I apologize I wasn't truthful with you, but... Frankly, I just wasn't comfortable in the situation. So send the email after the fact. But this is why I left. Okay. With all due respect. All right. Camel Nation, what say you? What are your thoughts on this uh, particular decision that this person is dealing with right now? You can text us your thoughts at 22101. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, appreciate you having us on this morning and in the midst of the big decision, a segment we do at about 625 every Wednesday. I've uh, got a message on Instagram at Gutter and Cheyenne from somebody who wants to remain anonymous says, I am leaving my current job for a better one next Wednesday. HR knows this and my coworkers know. My boss has been out of the country for the past month and we will be meeting on Monday. He's going to ask me why I'm leaving. I don't know if I should be truthful and tell him that I'm leaving because of him and burn bridges or make nicey nice and lie, saying that it's time for me to move on. It's the first time I've ever seen nicey nice used. <laughs> nicey nice. I like it. Yeah. I feel like it's something I would say. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like a, uh, a me. It's me, not you. I just kind of want to move on to a new yeah. opportunity. Nothing wrong here. Great company. So she's this particular person is debating on what route to go here. Be honest with the boss. Say you suck as a boss. This company's horrible. Or do you just kind of, no, nah, everything's great. Just moving on to a different opportunity. I still feel like I would lie. But if I felt compelled to tell the truth, I would do it after the fact in an email after I already left. I say you sit there and kind of tell him the situation in front of him. Because how does a company improve? How does a manager improve if they don't know? Right? I mean, you're not wrong. So, uh, and there are texts coming in. At 22108 on both sides okay. of it. Uh, text with the 602. Tell the truth. If they are a bum, they need to know. If they push you to quit, how many others uh, have left or will leave uh, after all this? Or because of the boss. Mm-hmm. Allowing uh, crap leaders to go unmentored hurts employees. It's a very true statement. Text but- with the 602 as a hiring manager and a manager of managers, be truthful. There's no way that a company or individual can improve without constructive criticism. But how do you know they haven't had the constructive criticism before? And maybe the conversation, it's like beating a dead horse. The conversation is just not worth it at that point. You would assume that if the conversation had been had, there'd be improvements. Yeah, but you know what they say about assuming. It makes, makes a jerk a- out of you and me. Mm-hmm. You don't spell assume with the words G-E-R-K, Cheyenne. <laughs> I know, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Text from the 520. I just told my employer to find me a new position under a new direct reporting supervisor, or I would find myself a new position at a competitor for more money. I had a new position by the end of the day. Oh, wow. So is the, is the, it's the HR or the boss? That she should be, t- or he should be, he or she should be saying something too. I think it would depend on the company. Like, how is your company ran? Is there a valid HR department? Well, yeah, she he or she mentions that it is HR knows, yeah. and this is and my coworkers know. Uh, text with the nine oh nine. Nothing gets accomplished by telling the boss the truth. Save the relationship in case you need a reference in the future. Move on and live your best life. Yeah. I mean, you're you're risking burning bridges. If, like, what if he just doesn't care? What if the boss just truly doesn't care if you think that he's a bum or not? You know? Yeah. 
He might not even care. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's for the best, for the best for your fellow employees that you're leaving, that you say something then, because they're obviously dealing with the same issues, uh-huh. right? Well, I you mean, would at least hope so. Yeah. Maybe it's just you. You, you know, I mean, uh, trying to think of a good example that's not a... <laughs> <laughs> The only thing that comes to my head is like uh, like a, a plane hijacker, right? <laughs> Not everybody wants to do it, but there's that one guy that's going to go do it, right. right? And give his life to, to be a plane hijacker, yeah. right? You got to be that one person that's going to say something. And, you know, and you'll make a lot of friends out the door by being that one person that says something to that boss. Yeah, but at the end of the day, just save face and just, you know, be nicey-nice about it. I'm, I'm, I'm with the whole don't burn bridges thing. I wouldn't be here today if I was yeah, burning bridges, absolutely. you know? absolutely. That's true. So, anyway, I hope that helped. There's our two cents. <laughs> I feel like that didn't help at all. Because now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the big decision back next Wednesday. Camel Country. One oh. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, I saw this news yesterday. John Party is set to perform November 6th before the NASCAR's Cup Series Championship race in Phoenix. That's cool. So, it'll be a free concert if you have a ticket to the NASCAR race. So we can uh, look for John Party there. Uh, and in other John Party news, uh, he's out on tour with Lainey Wilson and mm-hmm. Haley Witters. Did you see this video? No, I did not. So John Party announced that uh, he's pregnant. I did his, see. Uh, oh, that news. I did see yeah, that. Yeah, him and his wife, uh, uh, Summer, are pregnant. Well, on tour uh, at a recent show, Haley and Lainey dressed up in big baby costumes. Aww. Complete with pacifiers, bonnets, <laughs> and bibs. I know the blow of costumes that you're referring yeah. to. I've seen these, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're like the, uh, you know, those inflatable dinosaurs, uh-huh. but it's, uh, it's an inflatable babies. baby. They're big baby. <laughs> so they went out there while he was on stage, uh-huh. just surprised and popped up behind him with their big baby costumes. Aww. And I think he was singing a beer can't fix. And they're dancing around the stage <laughs> in the baby costumes. And John went along with it. Yeah. Joined them in, joined them for a line dance and... Uh, Lainey said, uh, to the audience, y'all give it up for daddy. Aww. Daddy. <laughs> I like that surprise, man. I'm, I think I'm, that's I'm a little cute. jealous. If you don't do that when I have another kid, I'll be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, thank you so much for having us on this morning. Your next opportunity to get in to win a family trip to Disney's Alani down in Hawaii is coming up at 808. Uh, there is a tweet on Twitter that's kind of gone crazy of um, a couple of uh, Southwest Airlines passengers. I love it when it's an airline tweet. <laughs> okay. There's one that the, uh, the airline stores is coming fast and furious. They are. And everybody's getting back to flying. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, well, they were on a flight going from Orlando to Phoenix. Uh, it was a man and a woman, a husband and wife. Okay. They were on this flight. And there's a man who was in front of them who, quote, unquote, violently pushed his seat back as the wife was resting her head on the tray table in an attempt to sleep. First of all, I didn't know you could control the rate of which your seat falls back. Well, I, you just like push the button. It just goes. Thunk. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can. There, there's ways of gingerly doing it. You know, <laughs> either look back, make sure somebody's, you know, uh-huh. not doing something right behind you that would you going back would affect them. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. Hitting the button. Whack. <laughs> going back is not the right way of doing it. I guess I don't recline my seat enough to <laughs> know that there was a polite way to there's do a, it. <laughs> there's a ginger way of doing it, Cheyenne. Okay. So anyway, this this dude went whack with the uh, the back of his Southwest Airlines seat, hit uh-huh. the gal in the face. 
because she uh, she was laying her head down on the on the, oh, okay. uh, the, the, uh, the table, tray table, the tray table. Yeah, yeah. She she had her head down, and then the guy went whack right on the on her head. <gasps> so she went off to the lavatory to check on her injuries. During that time, there were a couple of people sitting next to the wife uh, that confronted the man that did this. The man allegedly responded. Uh, to the uh, to the people that confronted him with obscene language. Oh, that's aggressive. Uh, the tweets claimed that the man, along with his wife, uh, discussed doing the same thing again, so that a drink would spill on the 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 wife that got a, that got hit in the head. Wow, she didn't even say anything. She didn't say anything. This is all while she's in the lavatory oh checking on her injuries. So the dude is sitting there. He's got his wife with uh-huh. him. Uh, whack! Back goes the seat. So when she's gone. He's telling the people that are, you know, confronting him about it, like, hey, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to spill a drink on her. Well, that's rude. Yep. So the gal came back. Everybody urged her to inform the flight crew, which she did. The crew initially offered to switch seats for her to switch seats Uh uh, with not even a reprimand for the aggressor. She opted not to change seats because she felt safer with her current seatmates who witnessed the ordeal. Okay. So she decided (laughs) to stay there. Was a guy going to follow her? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, everybody saw it and knew her story, yeah. so she, I don't know, opted just to stay yeah. there for whatever. I, I'd take a new seat. So would oh, I. Man, I'd be awkward after all that. <laughs> I know. So anyway, through the uh, remainder of the flight, the man who, the aggressor, used racist and misogynistic language towards Ew. her. Also, allegedly, uh, he kept pushing his seat back the remainder of the flight. After the plane landed in Phoenix, Phoenix police uh, took uh, her to a safe area to ask her some questions and then barred the man and his wife from leaving the plane. Uh, So at the end of all of this, uh, the police and the airline, everybody said that it's out of their jurisdiction because the incident occurred over the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, my land. (laughs) such a go-to line. All that for nothing. Uh, and uh, I guess she goes on to say, the tweets go on to say that uh, the wife never exchanged words with the man who allegedly pushed the seat back violently. All of this and she didn't even say anything? They never exchanged words at all. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at the name. There may have been a language barrier. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at the name. It's Sara uh, Shuela or something like that. There may have been a language barrier. Right. Why there was no. But I mean, to throw the seat back, if it was accidental or not, you know, and then it just kind of aggravates from there, you right. know? Um, but, I mean, it's it's always good just to kind of, you know, look behind you. It and- sounds like he was having a really, like, he was just crabby from the jump. Like, why yeah. why would you need to just continue to be rude and mean? He left Orlando. He left Disney World, Cheyenne. That's The why. happiest place on earth. He had to to flee from the hurricane, and he was upset about it. Racial slurs and misogynistic no comment. No, no room for it. Yeah. But, you know, with the the way that airlines are kind of shrinking, I was kind of surprised at the lack of legroom on a Southwest flight that I was on. But the airlines are just kind of shrinking the plane, like shrinking the legroom, and the seats are getting closer and closer together to where you can't even put your head on the uh, the the table thing anymore. Like like in this story, yeah, I feel like more of this is going to be happening. That when the airlines are shrinking the the leg room and trying to pack more people onto these flights. I mean, at the stout height of five five, I don't really uh, notice the leg room. <laughs> I'm a leg room issue. Yeah, I will tell you, I was on a on, like on a cheap airline the other day, and seriously, the tray table was like six inches wide. It was terrible. Uh, have you flown on Spirit? Well, this was an Allegiant flight, which is basically the same thing. I think their tray table's like six inches by three inches. (laughs) Good luck putting your head down on that thing. And even if you did, 
You're not going to get hit in the head by the other person in front of you because the seats don't recline. Exactly. So. <laughs> you're going to just hit your head because there's just no space. <laughs> there's just going to be more of this going on. The airlines keep going on the path that yeah. they're going, you know. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Uh, Luke Combs posted a bunch, of, a bunch of pictures the other day of what he did this last weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, but the first pick is the best. I mean, I showed it to you this yes. morning. I love that first picture. It's he and his crew celebrating at a roulette table in Vegas because he put it all on black and the wheel landed on black 17. So in the picture, it has Luke celebrating ah, and all of his uh, all of his uh, guys that are with him, his entourage. They're all celebrating. Uh, it is such a great picture, yeah. man. I want one like that out at Gila or it something. Is, yeah, it is a phenomenal picture. Nobody else is playing roulette. Only Luke. He's got a stack of chips on black. <laughs> yeah, and of it course hit. they cleared the table. It's Luke <laughs> Yeah. But it was at uh, Park MGM. Oh, I love Park MGM. I love Park. Yeah. And they had some festival, country festival there in Vegas over the weekend. How so cool would there. that be to be at, like in the in the lobby of Park MGM and there's Luke Combs just gambling? Hey, when those country festivals are happening there yeah. and they're happening at like a T-Mobile arena and Park MGM is right next it to it. It is, yeah. That, the likelihood of that happening is pretty high if you're there on the right weekend. How cool, though. I'm going through there. That's so cool. Uh, he summarized uh, with the caption, the boys were on a heater this weekend, killer shows in Lake Tahoe, some good golf, uh, uh, the festival in Vegas, and one high stakes roulette roll made for some lifetime memories with the band and crew. Oh, I love that. I zoomed in. I'm trying to figure out how much money he had <laughs> on black. I'm sure it'll be in an article soon. It'll be gotta somewhere. Be. Uh, it's got to be, but uh, I, I'm so curious. I want to know how much money he won for everybody to be celebrating like that. A lot, because y'all know they got a piece of the pie. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully, hopefully. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, I hope you're ready to win a trip to Disney's Alani in Hawaii. We're going to give you a code word here in just a moment uh, to text us and uh, get into it. And Taco Bell, uh, they said they're bringing back an old menu item. Okay. They're letting fans vote on which one they want to come back. Ooh, what are our options? Uh, the double-decker taco or the Enchirito? Ooh, Enchirito. What's the Enchirito? I don't know. It just sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> You know what the double decker taco is? Nope. Really? But the Enchirito sounds much better. Double decker taco came out in 1995, got yanked for the menu in 2019. Okay. So it's a regular hard taco with a tortilla pasted around it using refried beans, like an edible adhesive. Which it was pretty good. I enjoyed that double decker taco. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Enchirito first hit the menu in 1970. Wow. Got pulled in 2013. It's in, it's an enchilada burrito mashup, basically a wet burrito filled with beef, beans, and onions, and then covered in sauce. Yum. Uh, you have to be a Taco Bell Rewards men- member to weigh in. Oh. You could vote once a day <laughs> through their app. If it's that important to Come you. Come on. <laughs> it's just a ploy to get people to use their apps and be a... Yeah, but I mean, if you're a Taco Bell fan, you're a fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm a a fan of Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. I wish they would bring back the grilled stuffed burritos. Those were just easy to eat when driving. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, they were. Uh, They brought back the Mexican pizza. You didn't like that? You don't like that? Not really. Oh, I love that, man. I went and got it the other day. It's back. (laughs) I am a fan. I'm glad that they brought back their cheesy Fiesta potatoes. That is one of my favorite. Favorite items on the menu? Uh, the taco, uh, th- those uh, fries they got. 
The nacho fries. The nacho fries. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's all strategy with with Taco Bell. Yes, always. always. They'll be bringing back the grilled stuff burritos, I'm sure. It's just that they pull it off the menu, bring it back, get everybody excited about it. Same with the Mexican pizza. Yeah. Went away, brought it back. Everybody's excited about it. Now it's the double-decker taco or the enchilito. The, uh, the nacho fries, though, I mean, same thing. Those things disappear for like six months out of the year, and then they come back. Yeah. Everybody gets all excited, then gone. Strategy, man. But those are are by far the best fries, I think. Oh yeah, I love the nacho fries. I just love Taco Bell's nacho cheese. Like it's it's unbeatable. The most basic item my daughters are loving at Taco Bell right now are those cheesy roll ups. Oh, my five year old loves those. From what I hear, it's the most pain in the rear end to make though. Oh like, really? I went through. I ordered eight of them because my kids are spoiled. <laughs> They each get four and a little side of nacho cheese. I ordered eight of them, and I get up to the window, and she's like, go ahead and pull around to the, to the parking spot. We're waiting on your tortilla with melted cheese and rolled, rolled up. up. They say that those are the toughest to make because they got to make sure the cheese is all Melts fully evenly. melted. I yeah. guess that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It's cheese on a tortilla. <laughs> yeah, Should be the quickest, easiest thing to make. But it's not because when you roll it up, it's got, it's got to melt. I get it. Okay, fine. I don't think they should you be complaining about it, but I get no, it. No, but to make me park out front <laughs> and wait for eight tortillas with cheese. That's it. There's no meat, no chicken, no nothing. I'm more concerned by the fact that you get them the cheesy roll-ups and they get nacho cheese. They get cheese. the sides of cheese. They're spoiled, I told That's you. That's so much cheese. <laughs> it is a lot of cheese. How are they not constantly? That's why, that's why Tatum's a little chunk. <laughs> that's exactly why. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Appreciate you so much for having us on this morning. Uh, I'm sure in certain situations we've had to improvise. Depending on what that situation is, if, you know, what you need is not there, you improvise, right? Right. Well, in this particular situation, you got a uh, a mom and dad, husband and a wife, and they got a three-year-old kid. Okay. So, and I, this is coming from Am I the Jerk section on Craigslist, okay? Okay. She tells the story of how this dude improvised in a situation when it came to bathing their toddler, who's three years old. Okay. Okay, so let me read the post here. Uh, She says that she was folding some laundry uh, to put away while the husband decided to bathe the toddler. I checked in on them when I was finished folding laundry, and I saw him pouring water on her from a toilet brush holder. Ah! I, (laughs) I immediately freaked out because it's absolutely disgusting. He says it's not a big deal because he cleaned it. I asked, what did he do to clean it? And he said he rinsed it out. Honest, and the, the, the post goes on to say, honestly, Jesus himself could have cleaned the thing out. and <laughs> It would have meant nothing to me. You don't bathe the child with a toilet brush holder. And she has, she has one of those munchkin rinsing pitchers already there. Yeah. So there's no reason to use the toilet brush holder. But he says, I'm overreacting. It has me physically sick all day. And I told him he was no longer allowed to care for her. Am I the jerk? I think he's underreacting. That's disgusting. She's underreacting? No, he's underreacting. He's underreacting to her overreacting? <laughs> you know, like... What do you mean? Like he, doesn't, like, he doesn't see how it's gross. Like... Yeah, but if you rinse it out, no, it's, just a, no. it's, just a, it's just a container that holds fluid. I knew you were going to try to I, play devil's advocate on this. I... No. I'd like to know where the munchkin rinsing container was that he was not able to reach it, right? Because I mean, it she says it's there. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's also just as bad as, hey, do you know where the ranch is? Yeah, it's in the fridge on the shelf where I don't see it. It's right there. He probably is just 
a well, dummy. Pro- okay, so he pro. I'm assuming the toilet <laughs> is right next to the bathtub. Okay. Okay, and the kid's three. I don't know. I'm assuming the kid, yeah, three years old. You're sitting up on your own. So I mean, it's not like you leaving the tub. The yeah. kid's gonna go under the water. I'm right. sure the three year old's gonna be fine. But if you're sitting next to the tub, the toilet's there, the brush is there. You don't see the pitcher anywhere. You know, the Munchkin rinsing pitcher. You see it there. You reach down no. and grab it. You gotta no. use. You gotta improvise. No, there's you, there's nothing you're gonna say that's gonna change my mind. That is gross. First of all, I don't know about you. Okay, you're not going to know the answer to this because you don't clean your own toilet. I use bleach, which means that there is bleach water that has dripped into that container. So what you're saying, it's clean. No, I'm not. I'm saying there's chemicals on it, and now you're dumping that chemical onto your kid. No way. Absolutely not. Text of the 602. No, that's disgusting. The germs are still there after you rinse it out. Nope, definitely. Uh... She's not overreacting. Yeah. <laughs> Text with the 602, absolutely disgusting. And I'm a guy with a daughter. You'd never catch me doing that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But I'm also the guy that would uh, put his uh, toilet seat in the dishwasher to wash it. <laughs> that was my next comment. <laughs> it's just as bad as that. That is gross. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm on all y'all's side. I was trying to take the other side I here. I know you I were. I was trying to take his side. Valiant, valiant effort. I see the text. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to win this one. So let's move on to my question here. <laughs> I want to hear your stories. We want to hear your stories. Has your baby mom or baby daddy ever made a questionable parenting decision? Where they have all that, of them. All of them. Every one of them. <laughs> and that's why you're single. Every one of them. Questionable parenting decisions. So I'm just going to take the kids myself. <laughs> Good luck to you, sir. We want to hear your story. What do you got? You can text us at 22108. <laughs> Let's be honest. My youngest son's dad is just, ha- he sh- he's just, he's surviving. Okay? <laughs> what are those que- questionable parenting decisions uh, they made? Text us at 22108. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. But what questionable parenting decisions has your baby mama or baby daddy made? I over feel there? like these are going to be gems. <laughs> There's some gems coming in. <laughs> Talking about this because of a uh, post that uh, one woman made on uh, it was like Reddit or Craigslist or something. One of those uh, Am I the Jerk forums. Yes. You know, yeah. Talking to ask it if she overreacted to this situation where she was putting some laundry away. Her husband, the baby daddy. Uh, was bathing their three-year-old daughter. <laughs> she walks into the bathroom and catches him pouring water on her over the top of the head, rinsing the shampoo out from a toilet brush holder. So disgusting. She immediately freaked out because it's absolutely disgusting. He says, not a big deal. I cleaned it out. <laughs> she says, how did you clean it out? He goes, I just rinsed it out. <laughs> and he probably rinsed it out in the bathtub water. Let's well, be honest. Okay. Well, Maybe it was the toilet water. You don't know. Which is just I mean, like, I'm just saying, I'm like, if, if the bathtub's there, toilet's right there, you reach down because it's convenient. Where else are you going to rinse it out at, right? Thus, I mean, if, Maybe. if we're justifying it, it would be the sink. Yeah, but then you got to get up and go to oh, the sink. Oh, no. See, if that's the case, then might as well reach that pitcher that apparently was there. <laughs> the rinsing pitcher. She mentions that the rinsing pitcher was near the bathtub. So why go for the toilet brush holder? So I'm assuming... <laughs> I'm assuming he popped the lid off the back of the tu- the, the back of the toilet and rinsed it Bull back there loady. in the clean water. There is no way that this man <laughs> went through that much effort 
to rinse out the toilet boy bowl uh, holder. Or, or out of the spout. I mean, when it's coming out of the spout, you can rinse it out with the clean water, right? right but then you're the still bathtub. dumping it into the bathtub water. Yeah, but it's not no. going over her head. No, then now, so now she's soaking in it. You're bathing in your own filth anyway. Who cares? But anyway, I think we're all in agree, so that was kind of gross. Yes. I'll sit and try to defend it, but I'm not, not going to win this one. <laughs> so that had us talking about questionable parenting decisions that have gone on in your life. Maybe maybe you yourself, maybe a baby mama, baby daddy, questionable uh, parenting decisions. Uh, text at the 623, my husband decided to change our son's diaper one time while my son was having stomach problems <laughs> from a f- switch in formulas. I told him, don't lift his legs. He has diarrhea and will explode on you. Well, he then proceeded to lift the baby's legs. <laughs> you can guess and he what exploded. It says, it says his shirt, his face, and the entirety of the areas around him. Oh, my God. What you get for not listening? Oh, text of the 623. When my daughter was just a few months old, I found my father-in-law dipping her pacifier in his rum and in his rum and coke. I asked him what he was doing, and he says, well, you don't rub rum on their gums? I said, some people do, but they don't dip the pacifier in rum and coke. <laughs> Uh, text of the 480 the toilet brush bathing people the same people who talked about putting their toilet seat in the dishwasher <laughs> yes, that, was yes. a, that was a TikTok recommendation <laughs> to fully clean your toilet seat put it in the dishwasher still disgusting <laughs> still gross <laughs> uh, a lot of people are just commenting on the other story in general yeah uh, text of the 602 that's how you get pink eye do brush bucket <laughs> to rinse head yes <laughs> Oh, man. Text one five. He was just trying to get out of work. He did that on purpose to get caught. Yeah, that is a word that I, like, uh, there's a word to that. It's called weaponizing incompetence. And you what? do this. You do this with your wife. You uh, so do, do chores. Shh, she's listening. Don't. He does move. things half rear-ended. <laughs> so that you tell him, just don't do it, I'll do it. Uh, text with the 602. Even my husband isn't that stupid. He has questionable <laughs> parenting skills and abilities every day. <laughs> I like that you give your husband some credit, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've oh, all made man. questionable decisions. I mean, we really do. You know, Parenting I mean, is full of, you know, flaws and mistakes. Yeah, that's right. But at least some of us have never done that. She'll get over her pink eye. It's all good. Just <laughs> give her some eye drops. She'll be fine. That's right. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Now we're all chasing after that trip to Alani. Uh, another opportunity for you to win a trip to Hawaii to Disney's Alani coming up here at 9.08. Uh, imagine, if you will, being at a bar, karaoke bar. Ooh, okay. Uh, you're there having some drinks, and then a bi- the big security guy that you walked by, a guy, a guy that can take me down, <laughs> six foot, you know, six foot, 220 pounds, yeah. can take me down just like with his one hand. Bear claw you. Yeah. Bear. Grab me by the scruff of the neck and just drag me out of the bar. <laughs> That kind of guy. Sir. Big dude. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if we will, that, that big security guy getting up on stage, grabbing the mic, and singing uh, Chris Stapleton's Tennessee Whiskey and just knocking it out of the park. A guy Ooh. you would never think would be able to grab the mic and sound as good as he did. You have that vision in your head. Yes. It actually happened in uh, Nashville. 
at Blake Shelton's Old Red. Ooh. One of uh, the security guys, one uh-huh. of the door guys, big guy. Who can take anybody by the scruff of neck and drop, grab them out and throw them out there on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, he went up on the stage, sang Tennessee Whiskey. The crowd loved it. Take a listen. He sounds great. Kevin uh, Kevin LaRue. Uh, LaSure. Kevin LaSure? Kevin LaSure. Okay. How great of a story would that be if he left security his security gig yeah. at Blake Shelton's Old Red and became some big uh, superstar? That would be so cool. I think like stories like that are what make music what they are because who you are, who you've been, what you look like doesn't matter. I mean, take Jelly Roll, for instance. Jelly Roll. Oh, yeah. He is a massive tattooed from forehead to toe man who used to be a drug dealer. He's like 400 pounds. He's a big boy. He's huge. Love him. I'm a huge Jelly Roll fan. But, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. He sounds incredible. But, I mean, it still is an uphill battle for that guy, though. I mean, mean, you shouldn't be judging the way that people look. But But people do. But they do. Yeah. He's got tats all over his face. Didn't he used to be like a... uh, he like uh, uh, ran the 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 prostitution like yeah. prostitutes and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a that? reformed drug dealer. Yeah. He is, uh, you know, he's just he's he's had a life. He's yeah. lived a life. But man, he sounds incredible. He does, and this guy could be no different. Yeah. And I love it. Uh, side note: speaking of karaoke, what do you think Luke Combs' favorite karaoke song is? Like, what's his go-to karaoke oh. song? Uh, You'd never guess it. I'll just tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Blue Daba D by Eiffel Sixty Five. I'm sorry, what? Blue. Ah, da ba dee, da ba da. Ah, ba dee, da ba da. That's his go-to karaoke song. Luke Combs. <laughs> crazy. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. You know what the good stuff is? What's that? A family Hawaiian vacation to Disney's Alani. We're gonna get you a code word to text in, and that'll get you in to win that trip. Coming up here in uh, just a moment. Uh, texts are coming into two two one zero eight. That nobody believes that Luke Combs' go to karaoke song is uh, "Blue Daba Diva" by Eiffel sixty five. I totally believe it is. You do? Yeah. No, no, we don't have audio of him singing it. We have audio of him actually saying it, uh, which is right here. The go to karaoke song is "Blue Daba Diva." You really think that he's going to say that and not be true? Are you calling Luke Combs know. a liar? I think it was like a rapid fire question. He came with. Came, what? That's what he came with? <laughs> no way. Who's Who go to karaoke song is that? You've heard the song. Oh, right? I love the song. Let me uh, play a clip here. Yo, listen up. Here's the story about a little I guy just, that I don't see Luke Combs singing this. I totally do. Inside and outside, blew his house with the blue. And that's all you know. <laughs> that's all I know. 
It ends there. I totally see. I think it's so different. And that's the point of karaoke is it's supposed to be fun. But he's got a great voice. He can sing. That that thing it just seems like it's one of those go-to songs. If you can't sing karaoke, that's what you would go with. I think that's what bad singers would say. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. know. I mean, that may be my new go-to karaoke song. I don't when sing karaoke. When was the last time you karaoke? Exactly. <laughs> I sing Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places because everybody <laughs> sings along and I can hold the mic down here and sing like way out here and then I get drowned it out by everybody else singing. See what I mean with this one? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And himself and everybody around. I think you can handle this one. Nobody to listen. All right, hit it. Everybody join in. I'm blue. I can make like a goofy voice because then it sounds like yeah. a synthesized voice like that. Yes. But I think that Luke Holmes is talented enough where he could put a little bit of a twist on it. I think yeah, I truly I believe it, that it is. All we have is audio of him saying it. We don't have audio of him singing it. Yes. I, there's got to be audio out there somewhere. Oh, I would love go-to. audio. Would yeah. love that. Thanks for listening to Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand.